0: You're listening to the FC Young Adult Podcast. How are you guys doing? Yeah. Did you guys have a good Thanksgiving? Yes. yes. Did everybody get to eat the food that they really wanted to eat? Yes. yes. Okay, I need to know how many people in here are pumpkin pie fans? Excellent. Okay, who is just like, please do not ever give me pumpkin pie. I never want to eat that. Please Never. Good, so like four of you? Good, we, we, um, we're better than you, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> yes, well, I, I love being a part of young adults. I, um, I try to come to Tuesday nights as often as I possibly can because I, I truly love being here. It's a, such a fun community, and I, and I love being able, um, yeah, just to learn from Evan and from Larissa. And so it's just a really fun um, yeah, it's just so, I'm excited to be a part of this because whenever I get to speak, it feels like I'm just talking to a room full of my friends, which is kind of fun and way less terrifying. So um, I just am really glad to be here. I'm glad to be a part of this with you. And yeah, just as I was, as I was praying and preparing for tonight, I, I genuinely just was overwhelmed and overcome with this sense of how grateful I am for my relationship with Jesus. Because I have never discovered something better than this faithful kind and generous and loving and relaxed God. I've never experienced something better than him. And I'm absolutely captivated and convinced that this friend and father, confidant and king, savior, provider and protector is real and available for us. And so tonight, just to start it out, because I I felt like it would be wrong if I didn't start out this way, tonight I want to just ask you, have you ever considered your relationship with Jesus? Have you ever considered the fact that we get to relate with a living and true and kind and generous God? Have you personally made that decision to walk with him, to believe in him? because it would be wrong for me to stand on this platform and not invite you. It would be wrong for me to not say, I found something amazing and miraculous, will you jump in the boat with me? And so I just wanted to start off this evening to just say, hey, just consider it, just think about it. If you're already a believer, just think about how you can invest in it more, but, but if you're not, just think about it. What if that happened? So diving into tonight's message, I, I have been processing and thinking about one specific thing. And I wanted to talk about singleness and relationships tonight, which is super fun. All my single people in the room are like, woohoo, awesome, cool. We get a moment. And honestly, this is just an invitation for you to come along with me on a journey. It's just an invitation for you to, to just, just walk with me and and learn with me because I by no means have arrived. I by no means have, have had the perfect process yet, but I just want to ask if you would just come along with me. And honestly, it is the season to be single. No, it's not. Um, It is the season. And it's so interesting to me. Whenever Christmas and Thanksgiving comes around, I'm just immediately so aware of my relationship status. Like I'm like, man, shoot. And maybe it's because of the music that I'm listening to. Like my girl T. Swift at the Christmas tree farm. Her and that guy just standing by the fire's glow saying I love you because <laughs> apparently that's what it is. Or, you know, um, the Queen Kelly Clarkson, as, as it is, um, you know, underneath the tree with someone, not by yourself. Um, or my favorite, this is, a, this is a weird thing, but Justin Bieber mistletoe, you know, just, you know, if I'm under the mistletoe and I'm like, meet you there, Justin, false. Um, perhaps that's a thing. But it's funny to me in the, in the holiday season when I, think about, when I think about Christmas, it's just kind of romantic and you're like, mm, cute, brr, I'm in the snow, is someone cute? At least I hope so. Um, and it's funny, when I was coming into the Thanksgiving season, I was not in a good place mentally. Like I have an incredible family and I have wonderful siblings and they're all married and they have great spouses and I love them dearly. But being transparent with you, I struggle with comparison and I struggle with competition because a part of me wonders, am I missing out? Did I do something wrong to not be in a relationship right now? Is there something wrong with me? And it's this question that I wrestle with and that I'm chewing on and it's, it's no coincidence that it, we're in the Christmas season, and I'm wondering and, and thinking about this, because this weekend, uh, Pastor Brooks Rice spoke about Christmas, and he used this specific phrase, and if you haven't listened to this weekend's sermon, please do, it was so good, um, but he used this specific phrase that he said, Christmas should not just comfort us, it should confront us. Christmas should not just comfort us, it should, could, could, should confront us. And truth be told, I needed a wake-up call this week. I needed a a, a readjustment of my heart and and be refreshed on what the real true purpose of Christmas is and what it actually points to, not to meet Justin Bieber under the mistletoe. And it's cool to think about what Christmas is. I mean, so many of us know the story. It's about the birth of Jesus. And the birth of Jesus was the beginning of a massive confrontation to what the world and culture had proclaimed. It was an opportunity that because of his life, death and resurrection, that we were able to have our lives transformed and he transformed the meaning of life itself. And he gave us access and ability to a better way of living and thriving and relating. And one of those, those ways, those, those better ways that he presented was a better way to for community, to community, and relationships. And so as I'm processing through Christmas and relationship status and all this different stuff, I just felt like I needed to get back to the meaning, back to the core of what this is all about. And I was directed to the book of Colossians. And in the book of Colossians chapter one, it talks about the centrality of who Jesus is, that everything is surrounded, everything that goes through Jesus. Jesus is the reason why things work. And so in Colossians one, in verse 21 and 22, it says this. Hopefully it's up there, yep. Once you were alienated, which means separate, outside of, and hostile, which means against, in your minds as expressed in your evil actions but now he has reconciled you by his physical body through his death to present you holy, faultless, and blameless before him. The reconciliation of relationship between God and man is something miraculous. It is wonderful. It is breathtaking because of through Jesus, we all have this ability to connect back with the true source of life and hope and goodness. And that reconciliation is available for you and for me. And because of this reconciliation with him, we can now live our lives walking with him, walking in purpose and also relating to other people. Because of that connection with God, we now have the ability to connect with other people. We have the ability to have solid relationships with people that are not severely broken, but have a foundation to stand on. And you know, when, I, when we, when I understand how central Jesus is to what a community and relationships can look like, then it seems like it would be totally simple and everything would be great and community would be perfect, right? It seems like that would be the route that that we would be able to take and it would be okay. Um, but life doesn't always seem that way. <laughs> it's not always that easy. Because so often in my life, I get caught up in drama. I get caught up in frustration I get caught up in people's brokenness and I just get frustrated and I get angry and I get disappointed and I get hurt and I get wounded I mean there's so many different things right and we experience life but we know that it's supposed to look another way and you know I've I've been in the church for a long time like I I've my my mom was pregnant with me and she sang on worship team like type thing and it is it's funny but I didn't establish my relationship until I was 17 and I went all right Lord I'm all in And when I did that, I immediately assumed that everything would be perfect. I immediately assumed that like my problems would go away and everything would be good and it's not that big of a deal. And I recognized very quickly that sometimes I still do the things that I do not want to do. Sometimes I still decide to choose the route that it goes against this loving and kind God. And sometimes that presents itself in in isolation or addiction or, or anger and hatred. is not true we do the things that we do not want to do. But that's something that it's, that's applicable to all of us. And at times it seems impossible to change. But you know, God is so good, he's so good because there's always a process with him. God loves a good story. There's always a process of sanctification, of change, of, of goodness. And he loves to invite us in to partner with him, but also partner with others. And truth be told, we need to mature. We, I need to mature. I need to become better. I need to change. So my questions that I have about this Thinking about community and thinking about relationships and how do we as young adults do this well? How do we do this? How do do we partner with this new way of living in community and healthy relationships and how do we mature and grow and become like him? I've been chewing on these for a while But there were some fun things that I discovered that I wanted to share with you that I discovered over the last couple of weeks. So on my way to Thanksgiving with my parents, I'm in a bad headspace, right? So I'm just like driving by myself, out to Fort Smith and I'm like, this is awesome. I feel terrible and I'm by myself and all of my siblings are away with their fun spouses and I'm driving to go see my parents by myself. So I'm just like in a bad headspace. What do you do when you do that? You listen to a sermon in the car, obviously. And I listened to a John Mark Comer sermon. And if you guys haven't listened to anything from John Mark Comer before, please do, he's fantastic. But I listened to one on family. Was that a bad idea? No, it wasn't. So in that sermon, he specifically reads this quote by a guy named jo- Dr. Joseph Hellerman and he, I did some research on him, he's a professor out at Talbot University, maybe didn't say that right, so anyway. Um, this is the quote that he read. Long term interpersonal relationships are the crucible of genuine progress in the Christian life. People who stay also grow. People who leave do not grow. We all know people who are consumed with spiritual wanderlust, but we never get to know them very well because they cannot seem to stay put. They move along from church to church, ever searching for a congregation that will better satisfy their felt needs. Like trees repeatedly transplanted from soil to soil, these spiritual nomads fail to put down roots and seldom experience lasting and fruitful growth in their Christian lives. The way JMC rephrased it, people who remain connected with their brothers and sisters in the local church almost invariably grow in self-understanding, meaning their stuff comes out and you have a better vision of who you actually are before God, and they mature in their ability to relate to God and to their fellow human beings. Simply put, we become like Jesus most in close relationships with other people. I love that perspective on what community and what relationships can look like. And I had a conversation with Mikey Wall yesterday, and we were just talking about um, this quote. And for some reason, he really pointed out the fact that there were trees in this quote. And immediately when he said that, I thought of a grove of aspen trees and I went, why aspen trees? I love aspen trees because they're beautiful. They're everywhere. And it makes me feel like I'm in the sound of music when I walk through them. Like I'm like, huh? Ah. Anyway, um, I love aspen trees. So of course, what did I do? I did some deep diving research on aspen trees. And I found, I can't believe this. The Lord is so cool. I found so much about aspen trees that directly relates to community and relationships. It's weird. First thing, aspens can grow into many different types of soil as long as there's water and lots of sunshine. They don't do well with shade though, no shade. Aspens are the world's largest living organism. A stand of aspens, that's what a grove of aspens is, it's called a stand, a stand of aspen trees. Every single one of them is connected by one root system It's not all individual root systems, it's one big one. And technically every aspen tree is a genetic copy of each other. Crazy, I didn't know that. Aspen trees can grow year round, even in the snow. That, I thought that was so cool. Aspen trees that are within the stand can live up to 200 years, but singular aspen trees that are grown in greenhouses only live about 25 years. That cuts down on a lifespan of an aspen tree. If it's isolated, that cuts down on that by 85%. Crazy. And a healthy aspen grove, I thought this was so interesting, a healthy aspen grove includes sprouts, saplings, which are middle-aged trees, and mature trees. If the grove is missing any sprouts or saplings, the grove is not healthy and it might just be a matter of time before the aspen grove dies out. So many cool facts. And I love it because God works in so many cool ways. And I am such a list person, I wanted to just say, okay, let's just come up with four things that would help us build better community. What can we learn from these aspen trees and what can we learn from the book of Colossians? So we're just gonna dive right in. The first thing, the first thing is find what you need in the sun, find what you need in the sun. In Colossians 2 verses six through eight, it says this. So then, Just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to walk in him, being rooted, trees, and built up in him (laughs) and established in the faith, just as you were taught and overflowing with gratitude. Be careful that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit based on human tradition, based on the elements of the world rather than Christ. You see, similar to aspen trees, Regardless of where you're planted, you need sustenance to grow. We need the sun and we need the Holy Spirit in our lives in order for us to thrive. But in your life, if you are looking, if I am looking to anything else but the sun to fulfill and meet my needs, I will be sorely disappointed. I will be let down. And you see the enemy and the things of the world are always trying to get us away from that, trying to distract us, trying to keep us off of this sustenance that he has, this life, this truth, this goodness that he has. And I I wanted to talk specifically to the people who are the single ones in the room because I am a single person. It is so easy to keep our eyes only on a relationship. It is so easy to be like, if I could just find that person, then I'd be great. If I could just be with somebody, then I would be okay. Right? It would be some form of affirmation that I am enough. But the truth is, is that really going to fulfill you or will it be by walking in the presence of God because he actually, truly, fully loves you? And honestly, there's other things aside from being single too. Even if you're dating, married, in a relationship, wherever you are in your life, there are other things that will so quickly distract us away from the same God. Is it status? Is it popularity? Is it money? Is it, is it food? Is it sex and alcohol? Like what are the things that keep your attention away? from Him, from being rooted and built up and established in Him. Don't be captured by the nonsense, okay? God loves you, He's for you, He's with you. He will meet every single one of our needs. Find what you need in the sun. The second thing is to invite others to see the realest version of you, the realest version of you. In Colossians 3, verses 1 through 10, it says this. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, Put to death what belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, God's wrath is coming upon the disobedient, and you once walked in these things when you were living in them. But now, put away all the following anger, wrath, malice, slander, and filthy language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self. You are being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your creator." Those two points of isolated aspen trees, they only have a lifespan of 25 years, but in a grove of many people, it's 200. That's stark. That is incredible. Because when we're isolated, we do not grow and we are not as healthy. But when we are surrounded by people who can sharpen us and help us, that's a game changer. And it's the same thing. A healthy grove of aspen trees includes different stages of life. And in our lives, it's very similar. We've been invited to an incredible adventure with God. We have purpose, we have passion, we have an identity that we can run after with him. And we need, I need to invest and cultivate those relationships. We need to cultivate them by being compassionate and kind. I'm so sick and tired of people not being kind. It's not that hard. Make the sacrifice, be nice, please. Also in the holiday season, be nice to the Santa Clauses outside the doors. Be kind, okay? Be humble, gentle, patient with other messy and broken people. We're just as messy and we're just as broken. Cultivate those. Don't live in bitterness and hatred towards others. Bear with one another and forgive. Don't hold their offenses against them because forgiveness is not so much for the other person to get away with something. It's an opportunity for you to get that bitterness off of you. Give it to the Lord who will go and deal with them. It doesn't say, vengeance is Amy's, thus saith the Lord, okay? It says, vengeance is mine, thus saith the Lord. He will deal with that person, but we have to walk that out in forgiveness. And it's a process, that's not a pressure, that's a process. But just trust the Lord in that. Cultivate your relationships by walking in forgiveness. Invest in relationships that you can invest in and also that will invest in you. Like that Aspen Grove, right? There are tiny sprouts, but there are also mature trees. What level of people are in your life if it is only peers, if we are the only people in this room right now, mid, you know, teens, 20s, early 30s, right? If we are the only people investing in each other, I don't think we're gonna go very far. But if we spend our time investing in people younger than us and cultivating relationships, I work with junior hires and high schoolers, okay? One, if you wanna come be a junior hire high, high school leader, talk to me afterwards. But also, shameless plug, shameless. But also, there are students who, who can learn from you. There are people who can learn from you. You have younger brothers and sisters who can learn from you, cousins maybe. There are people who can learn from you, invest in other relationships. And then simultaneously, are there other people investing in you? Do you have a mentor? Do you have someone in your life that is guiding you and helping you and giving you wisdom? Because that is important. Community is multi-generational, okay? It's not just one set of people. It's all people coming together in community, being rooted and founded in Jesus, and then running the race together. One of the best things that I've ever been a part of, I got invited to go over to um, Brooks and Christy Rice's house, um, and it was an all married people with lots of different aged kids, and it, I was the only single person there. But I felt so loved and honored that I had a seat at the table. Honored that I had a seat at the table. If you're married in here, invite your single friends over. If you're single in here, invite your married friends over. It's not that complicated. <laughs> and finally, number four, trust and pray. Trust and pray. Colossians 4.2 says this. Devote yourselves to prayer. Stay alert in it with thanksgiving. Devote yourselves to prayer. Stay alert in it with thanksgiving. God is faithful and good. Aspen trees still grow in the winter, that means we can still grow in our challenging seasons. That means that we still have purpose in the challenges, in the discomfort, in the, in the sadness and the bitterness. There is still purpose and we are still growing. But in the middle of it, you need to trust and pray. I need to trust and pray. Because when, when that relationship breaks down, I need to trust and pray. When I'm feeling lonely and by myself, I need to trust and pray. When I'm joyful and excited, I need to trust and pray because God hears those desires and hopes and dreams of your heart and he loves you and he is for you and he is not against you. He's a good father. He will provide. And if you don't have community, if you don't have people that you can be real with, that you can invest in, that's okay. He will provide that community. He will provide those people because he comes through on his promises. You don't have to do this by yourself. So on the way back from Thanksgiving, I listened to a song by Carrie Job called Your Nature. And it was so encouraging to me, I listened to it six times. Um, I'm not kidding, (laughs) you think I'm joking. And I had to share this with you because it was so encouraging and it says this. There is no desert that your streams can't run to. There are no ruins that your love won't make new. You tell the wasteland that it will bloom again, because it's your nature. Oh, do not stay in your disappointment, but stand up and worship and praise him before the breakthrough comes. Before the breakthrough comes. Do not wait for the breakthrough to worship and praise him before the breakthrough comes. Stand. Stand up in your disappointment. Don't stay there. He knows you. He sees you. He loves you. Every promise from his heart is good. He's a man of his word, he's a God of promises. Sing out, O barren woman. Sing out, O broken man. Stretch out your hands, believing this is your promised land. This season, this is your promised land. So I would ask to consider another question. What if, what if we invested in community that was patterned after the one that Jesus set up for us? How good would that be? How beautiful could that be? What if we weren't lonely anymore? What if we had people on our teams? What if? What if? Because I believe if we consider this and if we invest in his design, we won't be disappointed. And we could start on something beautiful. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I'm so grateful for you. I'm grateful that you're good in all seasons. I'm grateful that, that when, when things are difficult and when things are challenging, you rise up people in our lives, in our communities, in our circles to encourage and equip and help us. And so Jesus, I, I just ask that, that you would reorient our hearts specifically in this season, in the Christmas season, that our eyes would be fixed on the baby that was born, not necessarily on all of the other things and nonsense that get in the way. Lord, that we would be men and women that look more like you, that we would mature and grow and and become because of our community with you and with others. And Lord, I just pray over um, the single people in this room. Lord, I ask that you would unburden their minds and their hearts, that they would feel a freedom in this specific season to just love you and keep their eyes fixed on you, and Lord, I, I ask for community to come and surround them. Father, that there would be an abundance of focus on you, that they would become more like you. Thank you, Father. We love you. Amen. Thank you for listening to the FC Young Adult Podcast. If you are in the Billings area, we would love to see you at our in-person gatherings on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. If you're unable to attend in person, there are always ways to engage online. Follow along through Instagram at faithchapel.ya or find our ministry page at faithchapel.cc. You are loved.